Metal Cough! Hey, behave! Here we go, John. It is week one of the NFL preseason, not counting last Thursday. Oh, oh I thought you were jumping the gun with the week one, but I see what you're doing week, week one preseason. We got two Thursday night games this week. Thursday night football. And that's the beauty of when you got great, you know, rookies you want to watch, you get fired up for the Patriots and the football team. I'm not sure which rookie on the football team I'm most excited for, but I'm going to make that pair that list down. Uh, Steelers again. So, you know, yeah. you can compare week one Dwayne Haskins to week two Dwayne Haskins. And the Eagles. I can't wait for Sirianni's squad. Then we got three games on Friday, John. Okay. Okay. Arthur, he didn't just hire me because my name is Arthur Smith, the coach of the Falcons. Yeah, okay. Against the Titans. You know, the game. Okay, his home team. Yep. yep. Braves. Uh, Julio probably doesn't return to Atlanta because he'll probably just stay in Tennessee for this one. Mm-hmm. Unless he's, is the, whatever happened with the uh, weed laundering? Is that a thing? Or did that, that story not real? Yeah, I mean, I, is it, it, it was a great question. <laughs> I, I don't know. Bill's Lions. Okay. NFL Network does a good job. They just carry all these games, you know. And if you have the NFL Game Pass, I saw. Do you know what the NFL does? Oh. They just automatically renew your subscription. You get that email? I did get it. I got, I got, I got You've a been charged. $99.99. I was like, like ah, well, fuck. Okay. <laughs> yeah, cool. Remember, in the preseason on that app, you can just watch the games live. Right? If you just like the line. If you're just sitting on your couch and like watching the Giants play the Dodgers. You're saying that, you still, that works that way again? Well, for preseason, I think it okay, always has. Okay. You can always just watch. You just click the game, and then uh, Cowboys Cardinals. That'd be oh, that's the other I, I would pay probably like three, four hundred dollars for that just to be the. I guess that's what Directv is, right? You know, the NFL, the season ticket, Sunday ticket. Yeah, yeah. There was a time in my life where I was like, I don't know, a hundred dollars to for all the game tape to all the NFL. I don't, I don't know if I want that. And now it's yeah, it's no the easiest hundred. I usually I don't spend, even. I don't utilize this as much as I did probably four or five years ago, but I still use it. Um, for the film study? Yeah, if there's just a game that I missed that, you know, sometimes like on a Tuesday, if something big had happened, I didn't watch the game, I'll just t- like download, you know, it's 45 minutes, watch the, the condensed one, take it like with me to the gym. Just hit the Stairmaster, get to sweat in, watch the game yep. fast. Yep. It's easy. Uh, John, I, we've been overwhelmed. Hi, everybody. Welcome. If you're listening to the podcast... <laughs> We're starting the week. If you're watching the podcast either live or on your own time, it's great to see you. Overwhelmed in a good way by uh, all of your messages. Started up on Friday. I mean, we get them all week. We had a ton last week. But there was an onslaught. At one point, I checked my phone. I think it was Friday night. And it was just Tito's mentions. Here's a photo of my Tito's. Uh, Saturnine on YouTube says, got me some Tito's today. Used home promo code ham at Walmart, but they looked at me funny. Full retail, but totally worth it. <laughs> yeah, I got a uh, our buddy Brian Hawkins, St. Mary's legend, size thirty two. Uh, did, did, yeah, it's, you maybe one hundred sixty five pounds. He, he told me one hundred sixty five pounds. He said he's ideally one seventy. Body fat and uh, about four. Text text me first thing this morning. Like I don't know if I've been that drunk in a while. We got after it pretty good. Tito's. I I did my part last night in the community. Tito's and sodas. Transitioned to Tito's and John Daly's. And it was just flowing, and it was flowing, and the times were good with my friend Tito's. And I drank all night long. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. So thank you for sending us all those Safe photos. and responsibly. Oh, oh that as wasn't as so much my Tito's it. ad as it was just a thank you to the, 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 the Yeah, this, it was cool. The whole thing's a Tito's ad, you know. So, 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, I noticed a lot of people just out and about, just doing a little market research. A lot of people ordering Tito's and sodas. Uh, and I, t- I try to recommend to everyone, if you want a little flavor, get the John Daly. Because, you know, if you're not like a golfer, I don't know if John Daly, like in, in our circle, I think a lot of people know. But I just like casual older ladies. I, I don't know if they just know the John Daly. And then you have the John Daly like, whoa, this is really good. Right. So, I mean, who doesn't have an Arnold Palmer and think it's very tasty? Yeah, Because you're like, you know, Tito's is smooth. But what if I made it go down twice as fast? <laughs> I John know, Daly. With, a little, with a little little sugar and gave myself a little caffeine. Yeah. I did get a few messages from people doing the uh, maybe I was planning to just give up on the ham and Tito's because I was like, this is dumb. The pink lemonade and Tito's. But people are I'm getting photos of people doing the pink lemonade and Tito's. So, yeah, you, okay. might, you might have like uh, again, have I'm not even I, I was going to let it die. Die on the vine. Die of valiant stretch. Death. You go the ham and then the pink. I know pork. You know, it is a stretch. a stretch, but it's definitely a stretch. There's no question. But since you already mentioned it, John, before we go any further, let's tell the people that, yes, indeed, this podcast and all that we do right now is brought to you by, uh, in part, by our presenting sponsor, Tito's Handmade Vodka, which it's speaks for itself. As one of my friends or our friends told me, you know, I already knew about Tito's, but thanks for the uh, heads up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Number one well, vodka in America, s- John. Number w- one. W- well, one of the uh, one of our listeners was either a DM or a tweet that CVS in Sacramento completely sold Elk out. Grove, yeah. You couldn't or Elk Grove, you couldn't even buy it. And that's the thing. You gotta get to the shelves. You gotta love the price point because it's fantastic. But this bottle you flies, get to guys. The shelves. Tito's, go get yourself a bottle right now because they are flying yeah. off the shelves. We're hearing from people on the ground floor, John, ever since Tito started sponsoring the podcast. Uh, <laughs> the man the man's name is Tito Beverage. We're all in on the company because he built the thing with his hands and 19 credit cards and no support and you know what he did it on, John? He did it on quality guts and glory. content. And guts and glory. Yeah. <laughs> and we he know did, all about the guts. Th- American made, based in Austin. Uh, still lives there. Six times you know, distilled. Just, just the copper pots, Proud John. American. That's not how most people make you- it. More labor intensive, but it's better. Gluten free? Gluten free. No yeah. You got to pay 50 cents yeah. extra for gluten free bread at the deli. You're not paying any extra for the gluten free in Tito's. I know. Gluten-free sandwich in the city cost you like $75. Uh, do you want to do the line or should I do the line? I'll do the line. Distilled and bottled by fifth generation. Oh, yeah, you do the line. Distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. <laughs> 40% alcohol by volume, namely 80 proof. Crafted to be savored responsibly. I thought the line was on the bottle, but it's a little different on the bottle. All right. Uh, so much to uh, so much to get to, John. Oh, the line's different on the bottle. Gotcha. So much to get to because this week starts. We had... Um, the uh, the forty we've got open practice video we're getting Justin Fields video Zach Wilson reading some of those uh, stories not ideal start for him these are just practices but this is what we got right now and like like I said last week the coaches value practice because it matters to them so if it matters to the coaches it matters to us and if it matters I love the to don't you, overreact crowd like well this is what you have to react off of so it's like this is what we're talking about yeah. Exactly. Not that I know any of the don't overreact. Everyone can't wait for our reactions. Uh, so. It's all part of the it's all part of the puzzle here. It's all part of the puzzle. Decisions are made. Kyle Shanahan said the other day, right? He is going to play this year. Speaking of Trey Lance, that doesn't surprise us of people that have watched him. Um, but we're not going to start here talking so much about a quarterback competition as talking about kind of the competition that the 49ers have in front of them as an organization because when you have 20,000 people at your first open practice in your stadium, and some of that driven by Trey Lance, no doubt. But that tells you what people expect of you. People show up on the West Coast in particular, but all over, but particularly out here, 
when they think you're going to be good. And I think right now there's this feeling like they drafted high, they were bad last year, it's a big bounce back year, and all those things are true. But the pressure's going to ratchet up real quick if you look up and this team is two and three or three and four or four and four or whatever, make up your numbers. However you want to arrange it, there is pressure, and I know that because there are expectations. And 20,000 people is a celebration, but it's also expectation. It tells you what people think, and they think you're going to be good. Well, last night out, out and about rubbing elbows with the people, and you were saying like this at the earlier before we, before we hopped on just about the, the Niners buzz. You feel it everywhere you go because so many people are just wearing hats, wearing shirts in anticipation for the season. And I think if you just ran into a random guy, 30-year-old Billy, and you said, who, who do you feel better about right now, the Niners or the Giants being the San Francisco Giants? By the way, the San Francisco Giants have the best record in baseball, and the Niners finished last in their division. I think the Niners right now are talked about like a legit Super Bowl favorite, where the Giants are probably more than likely going to be the one seed in baseball. I think most people would be, oh, the Niners. It'd be like, Giants are really good, but I don't know if it's all going to come together. Like I, The expectations right now for the, the San Francisco 49ers and the standard, I just think, in the way they're being talked about is probably a, a little different based, like, it's not very often that a team comes off a 6-10 and 10 year and people are going to have the expectations this team's going to have. Because I would say anything, a non I, I don't give a shit how it happens. If they miss the playoffs, it would be a, 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 an epic disaster. Right? Because they have two quarterbacks. That's the other thing. I mean, they have two quarterbacks. The team is pretty stacked. And, like, the way they're just being talked about nationally, locally, you and I have been at practice. Like, they look good. The, the expectations, I think, are fair, but that comes with pressure of getting it done. And it's not like, you know, they're the Saints or they're Andy. Like they, it's not like they've been going to the playoffs every year, so you just mark them in the playoffs, right? And they're, they're definitely just getting marked in the playoffs, right? Yeah, and, and also, you, I think part of it is like you, there's a semi-pass for last year from a lot of people because of the injuries they had, which is they had a lot of injuries, legitimate. But uh, you don't get that two years in a row because – if you get a lot of injuries in the second year and uh, it costs you again and it looks bad again, part of the response is why did you not better prepare for all these injuries, right? Yeah. Like you had it happen last year. So if part of the nature of the sport, no doubt, is like you just got to hold your breath and hope. Like I said this to you when we were watching practice the other day and Jimmy Garoppolo was throwing from a muddy pocket and they're just D-linemen and O-linemen everywhere and two offensive linemen go down. It's just like – you just hold your breath and you hope that both guys pop up and they walk off. And it's this that's how it is in August. Forget it. You know, September, October, it's a whole different animal. But you don't get that two years in a row. But every team, here's the thing. Every team has injuries, some form or fashion. Like, it's just that they're at the time now in their team building process. There is no excuse. Like, you just, you have to make the playoffs. We talked about it going into year three for Kyle because he was still held to such a, like, People talked about him so well, and he was well-respected in the league two years in, and they had drafted once in the top 10. The second year, they drafted second. Now, part of that, Jimmy got hurt, but it was like people were tired of, well, this didn't happen, this didn't happen, we had to reset that. The hype on this team, to me, won't allow for that to take place. Like, no. It'd be devastation. Yeah, because it's, 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 it's national hype and it's local expectation. I don't even know if hype is quite the word. Like Trey Lance, you could argue maybe that's more hype than expectation. Hype doesn't mean it. Can't that would be, be real. that would be more hype because he's never proven. Yeah, it's it. not. It's right. not. It, but 
if something were to happen to Garoppolo, you wouldn't have the, well, let's say he was the starter and something were to happen, you wouldn't have the, well, okay, they didn't really have an NFL-ready backup, a guy that could really win you football games on their roster. You know, if Bosa gets hurt again, you go, all right, now you have a much, you got a much bigger problem here, right? It's that you have one of your best players, you you can't rely on them. They, they also are in a division that is just fielding two playoff teams from last year. The Cardinals miss because they, you know, shut down their leg right at the end. Like, they're really talented. It's not, it's a, it's a very, it's the most difficult division by far. Not just on paper, but on the field. Yeah. Right? I mean, I, I don't think it's outrageous to think three teams make the playoffs. But that shows you, like, the, the intensity of those divisional games, the carryover then to the following weeks when you're playing other teams. Like, it's just, it's not going to be easy. I, <laughs> now, nothing ever is. I, I guess some of those Patriot teams, I felt like, God, this is pretty easy. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's it's going to be difficult. But they, to me, they have to get a double-digit win. Like, that's just, you just have to find a way. Part of this is there's like... Which a, they should. I mean, I, I, a guy, I think they're 11 and 16. Yeah, part of it too, though, John, is that it's also about, you brought a lot of guys back on defense in your secondary. Um, you... Two, we're now two years now for now. This is Javon Kinlaw's second year. Like year one, it's a big adjustment. You got to work. Now it's like okay, DeForest Buckner's gone. This was part of the solution. It's got to start showing, looking like it's working, right? You saw flashes of it, but like I, it, it's all these things now. Debo again, got to be healthy. Ayuk, it looks like looks really good. Can he slide into that spot? Like there's just a lot of things that even though they feel like unknown. I know what Nick Bosa is when he's healthy. I know what Debo Samuel is when he's healthy. I know what I've seen from Brandon Ayuk. I know if Jason Verrett's healthy, I saw what that looks like. But it's like it still it still has to happen. Uh, but because there are so many of those knowns, like you've seen these guys, I think it's easy for people to go, yeah, that group right there should win 11 games. Yeah. And I mean, if they win 11 games, Hayward Middlecoff will be very happy because business will be very good on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, right. That's the other part of it. Transparency but they, is important. Yeah, I mean it's, it's pretty clear. Selfishly, what's going on, on here? Three win football. But, but, team but it's talk about. But, but it's clear with it's the fan. Like it's just people are. I'm not trying to overthink this thing about like Corona and everything, but I just think the emotions are high from everything that's happened over the last year and a half. People are kind of putting their hopes around this area into this team, and because the Niners are the biggest deal when they're good. There is not a team like them in this area, and they got the fucking Giants and the Warriors who are bohemists, and the Niners are even on another level. But the Giants are actually doing it right now. We've seen the Warriors win championships. There is some tangible, like, are the Niners really just going to? Because there is that just, is this really going to go as smooth as everyone thinks? Well, I mean, you know, things don't always, football doesn't always work smoothly. But, I mean, that's part of the deal. Like, you'd go back to the year they went to the Super Bowl. Not everything went smoothly. Not everything goes smoothly. Not everything went. Well, they just started like nine and. Well, I understand, but I'm just like, it. it yeah. Things, things happen. But the thing is, if you can just start nine and zero, you're like, yeah, that was about. The <laughs> they were in the playoffs by get. about. But, end but of we're not talking about going to the Super Bowl. We're talking about being a playoff team, right? Winning eleven games. The teams that ultimately yeah. go to the Super Bowl sometimes they're not better than the teams that didn't. A couple of them, but sometimes they're luckier. Like that's part of the deal, but we're not talking about the Super Bowl as the standard. You know, you've said this since you've said this for five. I mean, seven years. How long ago did we start doing a radio show? Like the one thing about Niner fans is they know what it looks like. Like you can't fool them because they've seen it. They saw it in the eighties. They saw it in the nineties. Saw it again with Harbaugh. So you can't trick them. There's no. Oh no no ago. no! It's it's coming. 
It's like, no, we know what it's supposed to look like. Yeah. Billy on YouTube says, Niner fans are tired of losing, endured the Singletary days. Still mad about the Singletary days. I mean, shit, when Jed shipped Harbaugh, people were flying planes over the stadium with, with uh, banners that said to fire Jed York. That, yeah, that was, that, was a, that was an impressive amount of passion from a West Coast fan base that doesn't get the credit for it. But we, you and I talk about this as a top five organization in the league. It was ugly Brands. times. I mean, they had, fi- they had fired one of the most. If you had to rank, I mean, in our lifetime, obviously Bill Walsh was number one. I'd say Harbaugh's popularity, while it was short, was. And, and, and it turned out more an external popularity than like beloved in the building. Yeah, but the external popularity with the fans was high. Wouldn't you agree? Well, because he, he was... Is, he's the most beloved coach I've ever seen. Like, people love... Like, Bruce Bochy. Everyone loved him. But, like, when you talked about Jim Harbaugh, like, in the peak of the Niners rolling with a fan, they took pride like he was a family member. Like, one of... It was... It was never seen anything like because it. He, and you probably, honestly, weird. might not ever see anything like it again. It's because he was so bizarre. It was like, yeah, yeah. That's, that's... I think not a fan. Like, that's our weirdo. You know, yeah, it was a unique personality. He's a, he's a he's a, an outlier. He's a one of a kind. Uh, uh from YouTube, uh, Pinor, Pinor. We need to see the preseason games already. The QB battle and the cornerbacks is all we talk about. I want to know who's a lock to be that third receiver we can count on. Seeing Ambry Thomas and Trey Learning. Uh, I do want to know who that third. I I mean, what at this point? Well, third receiver is a lock as Mahomes knew. Somebody asked the other day, like, could it be Jalen Hurd? It's like, well, he started actually practicing several practices in. Probably not going to be your number three. I heard, I heard Kyle's like, yeah, it's good to see him for the first time in two years. We'll just take it day by day. I'd be interested what this uh, what this preseason job looks like. No one looks at preseason game wins and losses and goes, that's what mattered. That's what didn't matter. But... I mean, it's a preseason game. Fans haven't been in for a year. It is the Chiefs. It's not, you know, it's a shadow of the Chiefs. It's not the real Chiefs. But Saturday night will be interesting. Just, just well, yeah, in terms I, of what I it think, looks like. I think it's going to look pretty good. It'll, it'll be the highest rated preseason game in 20 years. I mean, that won't even be a question with Trey, when Trey Lance is in the game. It'll do a 30. Yeah, well, the Niners, I'm not talking about numbers. I'm just talking about in the stadium. What is it going to look like in the stadium? I bet it looks fantastic. I mean, I, I wouldn't blame anyone for not going to a preseason game. The 20,000 people just went to a practice. But it's easier to go to a practice than it is a game. Cheaper. Was it free? Yeah. yeah. The Niners' local preseason broadcasts are always pretty uh, widely viewed, but you're right. This will be this will be on in every parklet in uh, Northern California. Yeah, for sure. All right. Um, the headline that uh, we were talking about this, the open practice, this was the Zach Wilson review. Uh, it was not good to start. And I think you and I were talking a little bit earlier about uh, the Justin Fields highlights have been good. We are going to see some Mac Jones on Thursday. But it was, and this is something that with history, we've gone back on Mitchell Trubisky and gone, let's just remember, like there wasn't much debate about Trubisky versus Deshaun Watson uh, versus Patrick Mahomes in that draft. I was listening to um, Bill Polian talking about drafting Edron James yesterday before Edgerton went into the Hall of Fame and had a great speech. And he's like, you know, everybody thought we were drafting Ricky Williams fourth overall. Uh, it was not a no-brainer. Like, every member of the media thought we were drafting him. Uh, the fans at the Fan Fest were pretty angry when we didn't draft Ricky Williams. Uh, you know, in my mind... We don't, get, we, don't get enough, we don't get enough of those anymore, do we? What, the fans were angry because we didn't draft a guy? 
No, like complete curveballs. Like, oh my god! It had been like the Jets this year drafting Justin. Like, but it just like, what if the Jets had just drafted Justin Fields number two? Yeah. We would have like fallen out of our chairs. Yeah, I know. But they didn't. Ricky Williams was really famous. Like, I think Bill Polian's like that at that point in time. Running backs were kind of quarterbacks equal, and, though, and Ricky Williams, I would say, coming into the draft in our you know last twenty five years, that guy was pretty hyped up. He had just didn't he win the Heisman? Yep. Obviously, UT. Yep. I mean, it was just the the uh, hype. He was treated like a Tua, like a, you know, like an all timer, clowny. Like he was, he's just an all time draft prospect going into the draft, right? Polian said. Turns out, actually, he resurrected. He had, his career yeah, he in Miami. did. Look at some of those numbers. Polian said he went to his good. pro day and it was not impressive, and that's what sealed it. But, uh, but there was. It felt like a pretty wide consensus. Maybe not outside, but within the league, that there wasn't much debate, at least in the final months about Zach Wilson versus Trey Lance. You can understand. I mean, ultimately, the league, Justin Fields went several picks later, but Trey Lance went right after him. And uh, right now, here's the headline. Many times tonight, we weren't on the same page, said Wilson. I just got to make good decisions. 95% of a quarterback's job is decision-making. It's early, so these quotes can be very general. But they get really specific when you've been handed the starting job of the New York Jets. Wasn't there a New York Post headline? That are like, oh, yeah. Hope. The New York Post headline was, uh, Je- it, was like, it was like, Jets, Jets fans th- better hope it's better than this or something like that. I'll find it for yeah, you. Yeah, I mean, the, listen, the, the Jets aren't very good. So it's going to be a, it's going to be an up and down season for the young kid. But what I do not understand is now seeing Trey Lance. Again, it, it doesn't fucking matter what the media, what fans think. It is the general manager and head coach's job to get it right. Like, ultimately, it's like, well, everyone would have taken Tua. Yeah, the Brian Flores and uh, Chris Greer are not everyone. They are paid to know the better player. That is their job. Not the hype. Not Mel Kuyper's board. Not what the Haberman... Who gives a shit? And I, I don't understand just going on the field. Like, I didn't know that much about Trey Lance. Most people didn't. Smaller school guy. Up until the last month or two, he kind of, like, came into our lives... He was not like that for these people in the league. And Joe Douglas, who was, you know, a, a pretty high level, just he's very highly thought of. I can't imagine him just standing next to Trey Lance, standing next to Zach Wilson. Like, again, I, you'd be like, well, how would they have known? That's their fucking job. And you, me you and I go to practice. We're going next week. Like, you just go out to practice and go, Trey Lance. It's, it's like this guy could go one This is what it's supposed to look well, like. Yeah, and, and Zach Wilson, again, I liked him during the fall. I, I thought he was really good. But he's a little smaller. Uh, it was like Trey Lance. They both like he wasn't playing anybody, you know. And I but just, he was playing. And I don't know, man. Elevated him. He was playing. I, I just wonder. It, it could be difficult because he does not have the physical tool. Like Trey's is more physically gifted. Yeah. Now he was just a gamer, made some great throws. He is very talented. But I just being at the Niner practices and just seeing the physical characteristics of this dude. If they both become players, like I just don't see how Trey Lance is not a better player. You know what's funny is that it's in the headline here. And, if, the, and if Kyle's going to like him, they run the same fucking offense, right? I, I wonder if Kyle would have. You know, we assume, well, this is what LaFleur did, so Kyle would have done it. I'm with you. I'm not convinced Kyle would have drafted Zach Wilson after seeing Trey Lance in person. The headline from the Post was, Jets fans can only hope Zach Wilson will be better than this. <laughs> um, Their team stinks. You know, I was thinking about him and Justin Fields, too along with Trey, and in some ways it feels like, again, we haven't seen a ton of the Trey Lance 
within the last year, especially against that level of competition. Certainly not Fields's, but it feels like of the three of them, Lance is least dependent on being a gamer, quote unquote, right? When Zach Wilson says 95% decision making. I don't know that watching him last year it didn't seem like he had too many hard decisions to make, even though he wasn't playing with uh, you know, the Alabama receivers. He was playing with pretty good receivers who were all physically better than most of the guys they were going up against. And they, and, and his time to throw was off the charts, right? And he could just run around and make plays. I decision making really doesn't feel like it was a big part of the 2020 season that vaulted Zach Wilson to number two. And so that's where Trey, like when we go back to the, you know, Mahomes 2.0, feels a little aggressive at this point in time just because that's a lot to put on a guy. But I do think the thing watching Trey Lance that is most impressive is I don't think he's he's not dependent. Just like Russell Wilson's not dependent on making gamer plays, right? Russell looks good in practice because Russell does the basic things really well. Trey Lance, I think, is going to look good in practice because he does the basic things really well. Now, the physical things are really going to show themselves when it comes time to make plays in a game, but he's not – I'm with you. I do wonder the lack of the physicality as it relates. Now, I didn't watch Zach Wilson and ever think he's got a weak arm. Like, he is athletic. No, what, like, he can't what do I, things. What I don't understand – and listen, I, I was on a different page as a TV scout and evaluator than Kyle, and I would imagine the Jets, clearly they like Zach Wilson more than Justin Fields. I just have a hard time just saying without hesitation that I, I'd have to get in some arguments in a draft room of like, why is Zach Wilson? Because again, we're not just, it's not even, I, I know he had a bad practice or whatever. Br- a br- a brutal practice according to one headline, John. Br- brutal. It, okay. It, it, it's not even about week one, right? It's not about week five. When you draft a quarterback really high, you're thinking like Bill Polian did with Peyton Manning for the rest of your life. Right. Like it's, changes lives we are gonna ch- the, the bears got really lucky and ryan pace specifically that 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 mitch trubisky didn't ruin his career because he almost did and he might get a lifeline in this kid he might get a lifeline and that's rare right that you get to good draft two first i bet if we did a you know a study not often a Teams took two first-round quarterbacks with the same general manager in a four-year span. I mean, the Cardinals right? did it in it's, two years, right? But you're right. And, and wasn't there an, wasn't there an article that's the first time that had happened since like the Broncos in the eighties? In back-to-back back back. years, but, yeah. but it, it might happen sometimes. But I doubt it's with the same administration. That's what makes it unique. I, I just I didn't know that much about Trey Lance, so when I talked about him, I just rode the hype with just my friends in the league telling me about him. But now that I've laid eyes on him and seen him at practice. And I, I had seen, like all of us, Justin Fields. Like I, I valued his all the physical shit that he brought to the table. And then I'd seen him take Dabo and Venables and kick their ass. Like I, I just, if I was placing bets right now, I'm betting on Fields and I'm betting on what I now see of Trey Lance and just knowing Kyle, that combination, over Zach Wilson. I, I just am. And I, I, I never understood why it was just always such a lock. I, I, I didn't get it. And clearly it was. Like, I, I don't even think it was a discussion for the Jets. And I think the Niners, it's going to be one of those things, a little bit like once upon a time when Sammy Watkins somehow went and then Khalil Mack just fell to the Raiders. Ironically, he didn't only played for him for three or four years. But, like, you just sometimes get gifted stuff that is sometimes in the draft. It is a little out of your control if you're not drafting one, right? If you're drafting five, six, seven, three, you just need some other shit to happen, right, to get the guy you want. Because if a guy goes... You know, the Warriors just got Kaminga and the Moody. Well, they needed those guys. Joe talked about, like, they're bored. Like, they both had those guys as top five guys, which I, I don't think he's lying. I think he's telling the truth. 
But you, if that's true, you need those guys to not get picked. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like Mahomes and the Chiefs. I mean, we could go on and on and on with examples. Because I this this show was adamant about no Mac Jones. I would have struggled if the situation was like I would have rather had Justin Fields than Zach Wilson. If the Niners were at two. At three. Let's just say some other Trey Lance had gone to Yeah, I'm just saying two would have been Zach a much harder decision than three, it feels like. Yeah. I don't know. Because in the end, if Fields had gone four, right, if it had been boom, boom, boom. Not that you necessarily over time, like over time, it doesn't matter that Mahomes didn't go one spot after Trubisky. The fact that he's better, right, is all that matters. Yeah. But as of right now, the fact that it's right now, it's that's who the Jets then were deciding between. I, I understand the league was a little down on him. I mean, but once upon a time, Mahomes and Watson went 10 and 12. So I just to think that these all these teams know what they're doing when it comes to quarterback play has been proven they don't, right? Yeah, I mean, the Chiefs knew what they were doing. Yeah, and the Texans really liked Deshaun Watson. But I think that happens a lot, where sometimes you go... But my point is that I I think with a quarterback, more than any other position, for whatever reason, you get caught on something you... Like, Trey Lance had less things. For whatever reason, I I don't know exactly what it was, because I had people telling me that their write-up on Justin Fields actually wasn't... It wasn't really anything bad. Might have been a little bit like, you know, he's a big-time five-star guy, but like... Fuck that. Every other position, that's how they get talked about. Yep. I know the Bears have really liked him, but bottom line is, I, I would bet, I, I feel pretty confident. Now, I guess the one thing would be the Bears, if Nagy got fired, he could go through some turmoil in the organization, but he's just more talented than Zach Wilson. Like, he's just simple. Like, if Zach Wilson and Justin Fields were both at Ohio State last year, Justin Fields is the starting quarterback. Right or Clemson or wherever they I mean, were. I think like so. Justin Fields is starting corner. I think well, I so. Know but he so. wasn't at Georgia, and he was more talented than Jake Fromm. So and that was a decision that. But that's what I'm saying. Like I, these things, ha- like it's easy in hindsight to be like, you know, teams have circumstances. The same reason Kyle Shanahan didn't really do much studying on Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes, even though he clearly needed a quarterback. But his circumstance was, ah, I know, I kind of know what we're about to do. So, you know, we're going to address a couple other things and then something falls on my lap. You know what I mean? Like, not everybody. That, that's my point on fields. Like, I think people overthought it. They use all, uh, all these teams with whatever logic. And that's yeah, I just because it's but like. Was, but, was Zach, but was Zach Wilson, they just legitimately picked him over these other That's guys. what I'm saying. I like, think just, Zach is in a different boat as it relates to trade than even Justin is. Because the Jets and Joe Douglas doesn't feel like the kind of guy that drafts based on public perception or pressure. No. So they have they value. Like and that what makes it. The other thing that makes those Trey and Zach different is that you would think that the Jets and the Niners would like the same guy based well, on Kyle. And one, well, I'll tell you, one guy told me this about Joe Douglas, and it makes sense. He came up in the Ravens. And one thing the Ravens value that I don't know if Kyle's is big on, but the Ravens like this, and partly because of like Terrell Suggs, who I actually swam by at a pool in Arizona, and he just looks swagged, Ray Lewis, Ed Reed. They kind of like the cocky bullshit, you know. It's not even bullshit. Like they just like the. I walk in the room. I'm the biggest swinging dick here, and and like someone told me, they're like, I bet Joe's gonna like that because what did Ravens they like? We play like a raven. Like they really valued that crap. Yeah. Kyle sometimes like, is he too cocky? Is he too you know? Yeah, Kyle is he high maintenance. Like, I just want a guy that's gonna come yeah. work. <laughs> the, the the Ravens kind of like that swag, and you kind of needed it right to play the Steelers, you know. So it just. We all look at things. Well, the Ravens have like properly you, evaluated swag and the marriage of swag and substance. They weren't drafting guys who were just all show. No, 
it, but Zach Wilson like has a lot of sh- had a lot of substance to him too. My, my point is that you can be really good at your job in the NFL, right? At an, as an evaluator, and still do things poorly, and or at, not do things poorly, but make, make an mis- individual mistakes. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and I just think that when when all the dust settles, like I, I think the Bears got handed a gift from the gods on Justin Fields, and I think ultimately the Niners. Which you know kind of got lucky too when it, I, and again I'm not trying to overreact to this Saturday night practice, but my point is I have a hard time seeing that that kid in New York is going to be better than this kid here. Yeah, I, I can't see it. It's part of its circumstance too. I mean, he's got. And if some- things go well for Justin Fields, like you have to agree, like Justin Fields, like that guy's got some fucking elite attributes, right? Yeah. And, he, and he's played with the lights on. But the, the Niners, but so I know like, that like the Niners, this was it was not Trey Lance or Justin Fields for the 49ers. In my, I don't believe no. it well, was no, Trey Lance. Well, I, but again, like I think Kyle is elite at his job. I think his evaluation on Mac Jones is moronic. So it's like, and I think a lot of people in the league do too. Yeah, but it doesn't I, matter. He didn't draft him. Like you, th- you. No, think, I know. Like, but he, but he really liked him, and he thought he'd be good in the yeah, NFL. Well, and I, he's not going. Well, to no, I don't think so either. But again, it doesn't matter. He took Trey Lance. No, I know, but my point so is we don't really, my, you, So like, what I'm saying is we don't really know what Kyle's true evaluation is other than I think he's a good player, which when is he going to say anybody sucks? Yeah, but I but I think when he talked with McVay, you can tell. Th- yeah, but I think, again, of, I go lot, back to his Monday. A lot of offensive coaches like I Mac know, Jones. but I go back to his yeah. Monday press conference before the draft. He Part of it is he's pissed that people say these types of guys suck. I think that annoys yeah. him. That they don't, they don't suck. sucks. That annoys Kyle Shanahan. That offends him. Because Kirk Cousins does not suck. And Kirk Cousins types. Now, if Mac Jones becomes Kirk Cousins, then he doesn't suck. But I think he's viewed as a Kirk type. You know? Yeah. Although the I Vikings wanted time. Justin Fields. <laughs> because that's what happens. When you have that type of quarterback, you're constantly looking for something better. If I said, Guy Haberman, you have to put $5,000 right now. Does Mac Jones ever equal Kirk Cousins' career? No. You wouldn't hesitate to go to no, right? I'm trying to find somebody who's not as good as Kirk Cousins that I wouldn't that I would still say no to. He's kind of the barometer. Because once you get past him, it starts feeling really yeah. shitty. It feels like. Yeah. Yeah. I just um I think the other thing is circumstance. Like Trey Lance, and I said this when the Niners drafted Brandon Ayuk. Do you if think he ha- do you think do you think Mac Jones has as good of a career as Ryan Fitzpatrick? No. Yeah. I mean that's I don't either. Uh, but that's, I'd say, an above-average career. So, no. Well, 100%, 100%. But, I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick ultimately, I think, was an undrafted free agent and had a, 50, a way above-average career. I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick's 38 years old. How long has he been in the NFL? Right? 16 years? Like, he came in like, 06. And he's had an incredible, incredible. I mean, above-average is feels underselling weird. it. Wouldn't you say it just feels weird because he's played on so many teams, but, like, everyone he's ever going to meet the rest of his life, they're like, oh, this guy played in the NFL for 18 years, <laughs> you know? He honestly, when it's all like, if he has a solid year, he could like have the same amount of years in as like Peyton. Well, right? he he's actually had a great career <laughs> relative to most. It's just not great. Not like oh, Hall of Fame means great, but he's had a great career. Great. Yeah. If you fa- yeah, if you fat yeah, factoring in his draft spot, but I, I just I factoring in what for, NFL careers are. Yeah, but I think the hard part, the difference is, for oh, he was a, he was a seventh round pick, so and. Uh, beyond a great career for a seventh round pick, right? The hard part for Mac Jones is once Ryan got to like six years in, he had amassed every, like as a seventh round pick, like he's just it's just house money. And just in terms of perception and stuff, when you're drafted fifteenth overall, 
I just think we know this. It just carries, stays with you a little while, right? It's like that guy was a 15th overall pick. Yeah. yeah. It's hard to, like, you, you can't. Part of what Kirk Cousins, where I, you have to give him his due, like, ultimately, Kirk Cousins was a mid round pick, right? It's what's remarkable about us. He's become a really good player. He's going to have a 14, 15 year career, and he was drafted in the fourth round. Like, you can't. Part of what makes Dak so special is just like, you got that in the fourth round. And I'd round, say that Russell starts in the third. third. In the that third, start like that like it doesn't matter your where you're drafted for just, second you had a 15 year career it was a wild success that that definitely started the one thing I wanted to say about Zach Wilson here though to add is this is part of the Niners thing we'll see but we, we you root for Robert Sala and Mike Lafleur but this is not exactly the stability that he just walked into. And who knows? I mean, if it's if it goes well, that's great. If it goes well, it's great. But then you're switching coordinators. But that's okay. You you'll take that problem in a heartbeat. If my, you right now, if you told the Jets you're going to lose Mike Lafleur next year because he becomes a head coach, you'd go great. That means it went really well. I mean, it's not great, but fine. But you know, if I'm a quarterback, if I'm a especially if I'm a receiver, if I'm a receiver, there's like a f- five places I want to go, and the Niners are right right near the top of that list. Yes. If I'm a receiver in New England draft, man, go, oh, no. Unless Bill gives you a lot of money, and then you say, oh, Dalton. yes, because he did it for the first time this year. <laughs> yeah. So, John, before we get any further, let's tell the people that this podcast is brought to you in part by our friends at Decked. You know about this? Decked.com slash ham. Protect your tools. Protect your gear. If you own a truck, you know what it's like to have stuff rattling around in the cab under the seat, what a pain it can be to keep it organized. Not only that, it's unsecured and exposed to the elements. That's where the amazing decked.com slash ham drawer system comes into play. Yep. Uh, it's out of sight, out of mind. If you tailgate, you want to, you know, your tailgate's locked, you can't open it. So the drawers can't be removed. No one can take anything. They also offer a full line of segmented storage uh, organizational accessories like various toolboxes, bags, cargo tie-downs, and other handy maximum effort efficiency, both for space and your time. You can put stuff up to 2,000 pounds on top of it. Here's the thing. 100% American-made, also three-year warranty, but as we were told by the guy that runs the company, we've never turned anyone down. So I, I can't... These guys are high level. Get your deck drawer system at deck.com slash ham and get free shipping. That's deck.com slash ham for free shipping. On your uh, deck drawer system, yeah. deck.com. Slash Whether you're construction, you're in the trades, fishing, hunting, it's designed as a work product. But if your work happens to be cracking a few, opening up the grill on a Sunday for the tailgate, you can also modify these, fill these drawers with ice, put drinks in them. Uh, you can load everything, your tables, your chairs, all that stuff. Uh, I mean, hell, if it can hold a four-wheeler, it can hold your tables and chairs electronics it's very popular for uh, for tailgating so if it's every truck and cargo van made since the mid-90s and every mid-size truck since uh 05 so every full-size truck and cargo van since the mid-90s and every mid-size truck since 05 so just check them out free shipping decked drawer system decked.com slash ham also middle cough when football season is nearly here you know we got to tell the people about we're actually playing some golf here soon it's gonna get hot and heavy at DraftKings. Promo code HAM right now when you sign up. Go do it. 
Yep, uh, they're the official daily fantasy partner of the National Football League and giving you a shot to turn big plays into even bigger prizes. Introducing the newest instant win challenge from DraftKings, Wildcards. Download the DraftKings app now, promo code AM when you download it, and uh, claim your first wildcard for free. Up to $50 million worth of prizes up for grabs with one in four winning instantly. It's easy. Download the app to claim your first wildcard, which will reveal... Either weekly player challenges or instant win prizes, like tickets to the Super Bowl. Whoa. Tickets to the Super Bowl. I don't even know where the Super Bowl is this year, but Miami probably somewhere sweet. I, yeah, I think it is back to back Florida. Uh, download the DraftKings app now. Use the promo code Ham to play DraftKings Wild Cards Instant Win Challenge for your share of up to fifty million dollars worth of prizes. Remember that's promo code Ham when you sign up. Only at DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL. Eligibility. L.A. L.A. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. I just always guess Miami. And one out of three was times, there. I'd be right. Yeah, it hit me, and then I was like, you know, the Niners just played there, so I wonder if they're going back-to-back. So, so fly. fly. Raiders LA. next year? No, I think they're a little farther so down. Gets it in 20, like, we'll get gets it. it in 22. I think. Or I guess gave them the draft or something. Yeah, I don't think they gave it to the Raiders yet, remember? It was like other... They gave them the draft. Uh, Glendale. State Farm Stadium. Glendale. Because, you know, they. why not? <laughs> Jeez. Jeez Louise. All right. Uh, one day. Um, okay. On to the next, John. And uh, we thought one of the things we would do today is uh, rattle through some of the uh, the major headlines in the league, which we'll get to as well, and some of the Hall of Fame things. But how about Arden Key on the 49ers? We watched him for a couple of days, him and, and Mo Hurst, actually, former Raiders. Speaking of the Raiders, uh, Solomon Thomas went that way. And he was asked if he was surprised that him and Mo Hurst weren't brought back for the Raiders. And he said, nah, not really surprised. Bad system, wasn't for me. He did add a wasn't for me, which is important. Um, but what do you think? Can I mean he's the guy? I mean Mohurst was a fifth rounder. This was a third round pass rusher, which is different than Solomon Thomas, who was a top of the draft third pass overall rusher. pick. Yeah. yeah, but still, is there the potential that they got something here? Yeah, I mean I, when he was coming out, people that I knew in the league said they he was off their draft board. So of course Gruden took him. Like he's talented. You you stand by him in practice. He's big. He's long. He's a blue chip dude from LSU. He has not had a good NFL career, right? It is three not, sacks. Tell me years. three sacks. Yeah, it, it is not going well. Disastrous pick for the Raiders. And really, I saw Kyle talk about it today in the press conference. Someone asked him how those. He was like, "We didn't really because remember they got cut kind of randomly. They didn't get cut right at free agency. They didn't get cut going into the season. They just got cut like mid, like right before the, or maybe it was right after the draft. The timing. Well, was a few really remember weird. a few things happened that were timing weird, like. Rodney Hudson, they had some they had some offensive line yeah. situations that were bizarre. Yeah, it didn't quite feel like all their ducks were well, in Cliff a row. Cliff Kingsbury but, said, you know, like, not- you know, we didn't expect him to be available, but he kind of, he was available, so we got him. We never would have been able to get him. <laughs> like, damn. Yeah, so it's, some weird shit happened. Now, trading Rodney Hudson is a lot bigger deal than cutting Arden Key, so I, I do not blame. I'm not holding against the Raiders for cutting the guy. But here's what I know. Talking to some, keeping my ear to the street, the Niners were high on the guy. Now, just being high on a guy in training camp does not mean anything once he's already proven he's an underachiever. But I was around Jim Washburn, who taught this guy, the, the Niners defensive line coach, which I would imagine is probably the highest paid defensive line coach right now in the league, Chris Kasarek, is literally Jim Washburn's apprentice. He was taught him the ropes. He taught him in, in Detroit, and he's gone on his own. Like, that is his guy. And what I know about Jim Washburn and what I know about this guy is they can resurrect nobodies. 
And in Philly, Washburn was doing it with just, I don't even remember the guy's names. It was just like he would take a random guy at the street and he could get you five or six sacks over a course of a year. One white guy from Tennessee, Jason Babin. He did oh, yeah, that. yeah, yeah. You Babin know? was. And, and he did it Damn. several times in, uh, in Detroit with kind of random guys. And I just know that in the wide nine scheme, just this guy has a chance to be productive. Now, I'm not saying I'm betting on it or anything. I don't even think he was. I, I just was fucking with Raider fans, posted on Twitter. It doesn't even say that bad. He was like, the scheme wasn't for me. But I think it is indicative of like, did they just have no plan on anything he may, like the last couple of years? I mean, it's you never quite know, right? A cut person, a cut player, a fired person. Are they the best uh, witness? So scorned to speak? lover. Sometimes they are, though. It's it's sometimes there's a great. It's hard to know. Time will tell if he uh, you know plays well for the Niners. That'll be a poor reflection of the Raiders. Just like if Solomon Thomas plays well for the Raiders, it'll be a poor reflection of the 49ers. Yeah. Um, but he, there was something that I think your reaction was there was something there behind his smile that felt like, I'm just happy I'm not there anymore. Which, again, there are people that are happy they're not places where they weren't wanted. So it, it, yeah. that in and of itself is not evidence of anything. But, you know, it's when, when you go to the practice field, escort- it's he's, he looks different physically. Yeah, Hard I mean, key. sometimes when you get escorted out of the building, it's a happy, it's a good thing. You what smile, did you do that right? day, you think? Do you remember? I just went home, I think I had a sandwich. I was worked up. If I if I could have done it over again, I might have gone some double birds throughout the... Uh, th- if I knew the way everything was going to play out in, in my life, I, I would have done something a little crazier, I think. There's just a lot of unknown at the time. Uh, so you're not quite as bold as you probably would have been looking back. But just, there. listen... Overall, for the Raiders, they have drafted a lot of players recently, defensively, that have just not worked. Like, that much is inarguable, right? Uh, you, We talked about this the other day. Cleland Farrell and Damon Arnett, these guys were first-round picks. Obviously, Farrell, the fourth overall pick. And we talked about the luck of Trey Lance and the Zach Wilson thing. I, Whenever I think about Cleland Farrell... Can you imagine Jason Light and Bruce Arians? How often they're like, God, we are so lucky Devin White was just there at five. Like, if you could do that over, the Raiders just would have taken Devin White, right? And just got some sweet middle linebacker who, who knows? Maybe their defense is just dramatically better because he makes 10 extra tackles that are just not getting made through the game, right? He would have been a huge and just bring some maker stability, right? That's yeah, just a me, high level guy, ass kicker, just you a want, plug like, and play Derek, kicker. Derek had brought a certain level of stability to the Raiders offense. He was just a guy you knew was going to be there every day. Well, didn't you did, when you say Khalil did Khalil did that for four years on their defense? Yeah. But my point is, like, you need a stability guy on both sides of the ball. It's why most good teams, like, they just Peyton's going in the Hall of Fame tonight. The, wouldn't you say the Colts defense always felt like you wanted a little bit more, but you always felt, you know, they got Freeney and Mathis, just like they're staples over there, just leading the charge, right? And you just you just need someone over there leading the charge. And the Raiders are constantly like, is this guy going to be the guy? Is this guy going to be the guy? Is this guy? You know how you find the guy? You draft him. Like the, the reason, like what, the Niners team captain, Fred Warner, well, they fucking drafted him. You, you have to draft your staples and then you kind of build around them. The problem is GM Gruden... And I just, I, I just, it's, I think it's insane because we watched Mike Mayock's career so closely and he was always just so nails and now he's picking guys out of left field. Like, it would have felt like, ah, oh, Arden Key, don't like that guy. It'll be interesting this year because they went, they went defense again. I mean, obviously they drafted Leatherwood one, but they went defense again with their next 
four picks, but I mean five picks, but they took a safety in the Those guys are round. starting. The, the, the mirror guy from TCU is starting right now, which is a good thing. Yeah. Trayvon Morig. They've just they've we'll drafted a lot of DBs. He's a good player. People like him. Yeah. They've drafted a shitload of DBs. Guy. It'd be nice, and this wasn't their fault, but these guys. It'd be nice if Carl Joseph or Obi Melifanwu had been the safety of the future. Right? Yeah. Well, like, uh, have you noticed? I, I, I just feel like I get a lot of Chargers content in my so, social I media mean, feeds. Nonstop. <laughs> Here, if we always the guy laugh because there's healthy. Charger fans everywhere. Not a, the Padre fans. There's less of. I mean, now there's B- more. Yeah, of. big big following on social media. It feels like just their their posts get reposted. If Derwin James, if he's around again, big if he gets hurt, he looks. It's just like Jesus. Did you see the like, video? That's a pretty of big. Uh, him and Keenan, Keenan Allen the other day. Like he routed him. I, I watched that video and I thought. This is why. This is one of the reasons why Justin Herbert looked incredible as a rookie. You're like, why did Justin Herbert look so much better? Well, have you seen this guy, Keenan Allen? Joey Bosa looked good. All white. I think that was the deal. They were wearing all white. One of my, uh, I had a late first round grade on Keenan Allen. Everyone in the Eagles was down on him. Too slow, can't play. I let group think, overwhelm me. By the end of the draft, I think I had him like a third. So you, now, granted, you, you he, did your evaluation. You just moved him down your board. I mean, your report, yeah. not your board. You didn't have a board. Like, yeah, what if you had exactly. had, like, in the corner, like, Middlecoff's board? Like, who put well, you, this up? Everyone has, their, everyone has their own board, technically, but yeah. It's like, look at this. <laughs> it's why there is just so much. Look at my, mo- I mean, no my mock 3.0. <laughs> no one's board looks the same. It's why there are a lot of tensions in the draft. Because I, I went on Ty Dunn's podcast the other day, and we were shooting the Go shit and bullshitting about, like, the Niners had got mad at him. Uh, for remember he wrote a long article about the uh, Jimmy Garoppolo maybe or the Niners and had written like there was some animosity with scouts and coaches with John Lynch or something in the draft and it like pissed the Niners off and I was like you know what's stupid is you can have the highest level operation every draft there are going to be people in that room that like I don't agree with this pick mm-hmm. it's it is you could have the the every year with the Steelers like who's the highest level organization in the league the 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 Chiefs. They're going to be like, you know, I probably would have taken someone else. Like, it's human nature, right? Now, you could argue... Well, remember the video from the you Eagles? You probably should keep your mouth shut. <laughs> oh, yeah, Tom Dono. He goes to high-five him, and he's like, fuck this. It's like, <laughs> why was he so mad, Howie? Well, he wanted somebody else. But 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 you know what? That I'm so glad that video got out. Isn't that one of just the realest thing? Like, how often is that happening in all these rooms? Just let me be pissed for a minute. I'll be on the team when we all... You know what a coach said. We got to be united when we walk through those doors. Like that's what, right? Now here, here is in my experience, I've seen it, and it's harder to know unless you really know people with a team what's going on. But it happens on every team where you get screwed when that happens is when a position coach hated the guy, right. and you draft him in the third round, and then out of spite, he's like, "I'm not going to coach this guy hard. I'm not going to play," and, and it just can get ugly fast. And that's where bad teams can derail. Now, if your head coach is a complete charge. That never happens because that just you wouldn't be allowed, right? There's no like, you know, uh, the tight end coach for the Patriots. He just wasn't feeling uh, Gronkowski's backup. Wasn't coaching hard. You think that shit's flying? <laughs> you know? Yeah, Josh McDaniels isn't feeling Mac Jones, right? But Bill might not be either. Yeah. <laughs> well, the good thing there, the though, one thing like you watch the plan. Patriots, Bill doesn't hang on to guys. If he forced them on somebody and the position coach hates them, they just. If you told me Mac Jones sucks, like I mean, legitimately stinks. 
Couldn't you see and like things are going well and they have some other? Couldn't you see them like trading? Bill him will in two treat him like it was some other GM that drafted him, and then Bill just showed up. <laughs> Bill will have zero, no attached connection to yeah, the game. Yeah, no embarrassment, None. no ego. It'll be a total ego free <laughs> cut. Be like Bill. Uh, oh my! You know it's been three preseason games. Mac hasn't taken a step. Yeah, well, Stidup's better. I mean, you think at that. August eighth, August eighth, two thousand twenty-one, August eighth, two thousand. 24 is Mac Jones on the Patriots. It's 21 season, 22 season, 23 season. No. Uh, so going into year four. Well, to me, it's one probably of those get, like. Probably get, you definitely get a second. You third about, are, you about to, are you going to flip them in three years for a one? Because you found somebody else and you look, you look good in the preseason and plays like two games in place of Cam. Does seem like people like him. Like if he can hang around with Nick, right? He was around Nick for a long time before he got his shot. I could see yeah. if he, even if he doesn't have to play, Bill just keeping him around as the backup. The problem is he doesn't have like unless if Cam's good this year, yes, because then if maybe Cam's just their quarterback for a little while, then yeah, it's not. I mean, clearly Stidham's not doing much for him. No, I think Stidham's got a back. He hasn't even practiced. Can we just give a quick round of applause for a uh, fellow Valley guy? Uh, who? Sanger banger. Uh, Tom Flores going to the oh, Hall of Fame. Sh- I'm not watching it right now. <laughs> Big, you know. Raider Nation had it's one of their guys that they had really uh, adamant that was always getting screwed, right? Not getting in. Then Coors Light. I, Coors, ha- this is the first person that an alcohol company has gotten into the Hall of Fame, I think. <laughs> and and let's face it, Coors I mean, I, I do think he came in on a wheelchair. I think his health deteriorating. And a couple of years ago, right when Stabler got in, he was dead. A lot of people were like, you know, this shouldn't have had to be like this. And you don't want a guy. And listen, I've I know you've bet him. And maybe there's just something small town guy in the valley. He is as nice of a human being. And when I met him, he was much older. I mean, it was only probably five, six years ago, right? So it's not, I didn't meet him in his heyday or anything, but he was as friendly of an old man as like, if you didn't know he was a multiple time Super Bowl coach, you would just be like, oh, it's just a salt of the earth friendly old guy, right? If you just met him at like a Safeway or whatever, he would. And he's beloved where he's from. You know, because Bull, the Sanger people would take bullets. Flores for Stadium. That's, I think that's Sanger High School's Flor, Tom Flores Stadium. Beloved. Um, I remember hearing about him when we lived there. Just like, and I didn't even know that much I about him. I, I learned more about him, obviously, once we were around the Raiders more. But how often did you hear his name when you lived in Fresno? All the time. Like in the football community? All the time. Yeah, it's, he's a big fucking deal there. Sanger, by the way, has good good uh, barbecue uh, tri-tip they have. They sell at the football game. Um, I didn't realize they were doing this thing where they run. I, I watched the Saturday night speeches. I watched a bunch of them just on NFL.com or YouTube. I'm watching right now. Did you see like they run at the bottom since you only have eight minutes? Other people you'd like to thank. You see that? No. I said like Tom Flores would also like to thank. And it just had a list of people running underneath the screen because the last name was Fred Bolitnikoff. Because you don't because I heard Dwight Clark say that he texted Edgerin because Edgerin mentioned Marcus Pollard, but not Dwight Clark. Uh, sorry, not Dwight Clark. Uh, uh, what's his name? Dallas, Dallas Clark. Clark. And Dallas Clark said yesterday, like he texted Edge, like, Edge, no love? And Edge was like, sorry, man, <laughs> only eight minutes. <laughs> Listen, here's the last thing on Flores for me is that I we're known as like, you know, I think Raider people think we're haters. Slash, Although I mean, the person who gave us one star for you, can you guys set a, a, an alert to tell me when you're doing Raiders talk? Update, tweeted that and said they updated the five stars after we talked about it on the mailbag. 
it, it, we were lucky enough to have some pretty inside access to camp and be around, and it, it was cool. It was cool. Listen, I, I've obviously I worked for a team that was it's very that that team is very just the the franchise to its players. It's a big deal. We spent a lot of time with the Niners, who obviously you know the old guys still come by. I think the Raiders are would be on the short list of teams, probably right there with like the Steelers of just it feels very collegiate. Like when, you know, how he just walks, whoever, and whether you're, you know, a guy that played in 2016 or whether you played in 1972, the way they treat those guys, like it is, there can't be another, one day when the Davis family doesn't own it, like I, that is something that clearly Mark has done a really, I don't, I don't know how it quite was with the end with Al, you know, he had, you know, get mad at guys and they wouldn't come back around. Mark clearly broke all that down and those guys come around. It's, it's a very cool feeling. That's. Like the Bobby Bowden, just I don't know if you follow like whoever Florida State you follow on like line, they are in shambles right now over it. And you can always tell like they're a tight mitt Florida State. The U, you were telling me the Edron James with the U. The Raiders do have a feel like that. Don't it they? comes from like you said, it comes from one family owning the team. That's what makes it I think when you have a one coach that coached for twenty years at a college and you've got generations of players that come back and that one person binds them. Or an owner, in the case of like the Steelers, the Roonies. I heard Troy Polamalu, Bill Coward talking about family. You're right. I mean, that's what it comes from because people come back to well, see that one person who's always there. Well, it's like when you look, Bobby Bowden. Plus, the Raiders take care of their guys. Exactly. So if you 76 to 09, right, Bobby Bowden. So think how many humans he touched. Al Davis owned the team from what, whatever 60s till the Davis family still does. So it's like th- that's where the Steelers would factor in, right, with the Roonies. Like you have just know the Roonies. So they Jerry Jones now for thirty five years or however long it's been, you're right. There's a connection that's just the Niners had it with Eddie and then he left, right. and it's just not you know yeah. it's just different. But they do try to bring their guys. I mean, I do think they're no, they active. do. But it's just you're. It is the individual you're coming like you are actively coming back. Like Danny Cannell took a picture and was like, "I'm so glad that I, I my daughter was on a you know a tennis trip or something. And I went by Bobby's house earlier this summer." And you just realize all these people that the guy touched their lives. Dion gave a really good statement of like, it's just the, the, the impact that human being had on people, right? It's just pretty crazy. Jimmy Johnson's speech was amazing. Like, it was really good. Like, yeah. we've heard the stories you've mentioned, like, uh, before the Chiefs Super Bowl, that Jimmy came in and talked to the Chiefs Niners, talked to the Chiefs. And it really was more of like a life pep talk than it was a speech. He's a badass. It was incredible. And he's like, you know, a couple of months ago, a few of my friends came to the Keys. It's like, okay, he starts telling the story. Then they throw up a picture. Shirtless, six-packed Troy Aikman was one of the friends that, that came to the Keys. Um, and, uh, you know, it's he's it's crazy. His run was as, as short as it was in Dallas because it probably should have been a lot longer. But I, I feel like Troy's been one of those guys since he was probably 15 till present to just every room he's walked in, basically a sign above his head. Here for the sex. <laughs> Well, you know? <laughs> it's Brittany. Uh, here we go. Brittany said earlier, lime salt and a shot of Tito's off Bosa's abs. Yeah, he's pretty ripped too. <laughs> the John Lynch. You know, we talked. We interviewed John Lynch on the podcast. Twenty going into the was it the eighteen season? Could that have been the first? Might have been the nineteen. Was it nineteen? I don't know. Nah, it's hard. It feels I, like I'd it should have been nineteen, but maybe it was nineteen. Um, Feels like a different world to go. Doesn't and when it? we interviewed him, we weren't doing the video, but we showed him video. We're like, "What do you think? This would have been a targeting, right? Like, obviously, this John, this is a targeting." 
And he's he kind of got like he went back into player mode. Like, no, that's a clean hit. And then you tweeted yesterday, the day before, was it yesterday? You posted like a four minute John Lynch just murder tape. <laughs> So this class is Lynch. At- Steve Atwater went in yesterday, previous class. Troy Polamalu went in. One day, it's gonna- all the safety tape is not going to look like it looks right now. Well, I don't know. There are going to be time where I don't think safeties are going to stop going in. You know, if you think about safeties in the history of football up until the flag generation, which has become the last five, six years, they played an enormous role. If you went over the middle... I, wouldn't you say most teams now Lynch and Atwater like the high end guys because they could do other things like a lot of the highlights if you watch a John Lynch highlight package he's picking balls off he's tipping balls like he's doing other things but every team had a guy that would hit you and break your helmet right so it's like the sport like let's face it it's just dramatically different like I'm watching that thinking the toughness you had to have when you were playing I'm playing the Denver Broncos. It's like, uh, hey, we're going to run a deep in here. You're like, uh, bro, they got fucking 27 over there. Well, I'm not running that route. You crazy? And I bet all, all week in practice, you're like, oh, yeah. And all of a sudden, he hits you in the sternum and you can't breathe and you realize the ribs are cracked. I mean, those guys, listen, I, it, it's completely different. And football's never been more popular in terms of the quantity of people that watch it. I'm glad I'm old enough to like have lived through it and when it was celebrated. Like, I, I, I think it's cool. I, I Listen, I don't want anyone to get fucking CTE or anything, but I like that style of football more. Well, yeah, now, it's more entertaining truly, for the rest of us. <laughs> yeah, was it truly as good? Until somebody you know, actually I, I gets know. hurt. It yeah. was. It's what the sport was built on, but they also rightly understood. I, I think you're right, though. Like, you can't... Slow motion highlights, like, but, I'm pulling... But, I, but I'd even argue now it feels like they they've almost jump the shark a little too much because guys now are hesitant but it doesn't change it doesn't get you less viewers you know what i mean like when the sport was was still trying to find it not find its way but when it was a developing more developing than it is today uh it it probably helped it a lot you know i i the thing to your point though that you got to witness it like just watching some jalen's highlights slow motion it doesn't come it doesn't do it justice in slow motion it doesn't do it justice um, now we could watch fast motion, but even that doesn't quite do justice when the game just, when it's like, whoa, what just happened? I, right. Listen, I, I was, but I do think safeties are still, I, you still got to cover tight ends. You still got your Buda Bakers and your Ty Matthews. Yeah. He's the modern, they're the modern day versions. And, and if they still could, those guys would be willing. They just like Buda Baker would be a big hitter. They just had to change their game. Right. Jimmy Ward. Throws, You're protecting uh, guys players throw from themselves, basically. Yeah, throw their body around. But, like, there was just... You watch these plays from the 90s. It was such a violent sport. And I would say the big difference... And I, I didn't watch it live, but, like, the 70s to the 90s, guys were clearly just bigger, right? Weight weight training had changed. Things had just changed. Human beings evolved. And I would say the 90s, even into the early 2000s, the violence of the sport of football, when you factor in the speed of everyone, was shocking more people than just die. <laughs> it, and it really is, as someone, I, I was pr- beyond a below average high school. I was a terrible football player. I honestly, I should have just fucking just focused on golf, not even played football. But whenever you'd go into a tackling drill and practice, for me, I could never just like completely fearless, let's just go. Like there's always like a little hesitant. 
the you just play with a couple guys in high school like John Reynolds who was he was fearless. And then once you get like I was lucky enough once you work in like college football, you get a couple guys who were just fearless and most guys just hesitate a little bit cuz you have to be completely fearless. And the best guys are just completely fearless on defense. They're a rare breed. You watch the John Lynch highlight tape, you watch the Steve Atwater t- there is zero fear. Like there is zero once they're going at where they're going, there is no longer thinking or like, could I, it's just like, I'm going to fucking destroy this person. Well, John Lynch is I just don't know if that, the highlight that does tape. not exist in the secondary. They're going to hit somebody like he's never been hit before, which I guess it's all relative. Like that can still happen, but it was about making somebody feel, feel something they'd never felt. Um, the interview that John Lynch did on Thursday night during the hall of fame game. Did you see that? Cause they're like, John, you were a quarterback. Like, well, what was the deal? It's like, well, one of the things was I just I, I'd always like hitting people, like I just liked hitting people <laughs> more than yeah. well in in the video that I does. tweeted out. I just I just cut it from YouTube. You could see it in his eyes. What I think is the craziest part about John Lynch is he's clearly pound for pound every single human that has ever talked about him, whether it's these guys around him here, whether it's. I, I just have a, a couple scouting buddies like, yeah, I ran into him at a game. He's like, God, guys just started talking to me. Every single human. Nicest person they've ever come across. His look in the eyes of the YouTube uh, highlight tape, you can just look it up, where he's talking about the violence of foot. You can see, like, this guy's fucking crazy. Like, how does that person you know? not just hate everybody in his life, right? No, <laughs> how's that guy not a but jerk? He's so well... Because uh, he must no, have some internal, just some horrible anger that drives him to be like this. But it's not where it came from. No. He just flipped Troy, How about Troy Polamalu? Well, yeah, he's another good... That, the Paulies, though, I'd always say the Islanders being around just at Fresno State, they are the most relaxed, you know, personality-wise. Very, very chill. Mm-hmm. And they're and always they're all, the strongest. And they're all very, not all, but often <laughs> very aggressive football players. Yeah, when the whistle blows, you fucking watch yeah. out. But there's like this, you're he like, was. wait, I think you like everything you're talking about. It's like, it's all love. Like, yeah, it is all love, but I'm going to take your head off. I'd kind of forgot. I'd kind of forgotten about him. Remember, the, I guess he's still part of the marketing Dude. campaign a little bit, but he played a huge role in the marketing campaign at Head and Shoulders. I, these, two, these Hall of Fame classes are, there's some players that like I loved, like Paul Amalu and Edgerin James, that I thought today, I thought the same thing about Edgerin. Like, I haven't heard from Edgerin in forever, but. I saw someone tweet your life, like, do your living. I saw someone tweet like, Marvin Harrison really just sitting there like he didn't shoot all those people <laughs> at the car wash? <laughs> oh, that's good. The, the, the cool part about the Hall of Fame is just, you just get some personalities like, oh, that guy's there. You know, they start swinging around. Even just like random role player, like, I, I love playing my right hand man, like Billy. And it'll be like, oh, the right guard who was kind of famous. You're like, oh, I forgot about that guy. And then obviously there's for like Mike Shanahan's and like well, those type North guys Turner. are there. Yeah, just guys. I saw a picture of Jimmy took. It was Norv Turner, Wanstead, Jimmy, Wanstead. And, and, and Aikman. And like Wanstead was his defensive coordinator, Norv Turner was his offensive coordinator, Jimmy was this crazy guy, and Troy. The other thing that's cool about football is like, uh, and maybe it's like this definitely in all sports, but it def- in football, like Bernardi, who had played at Fresno State, he was coaching for a Joe while. Bernardi. He actually just became the AD. Yeah. I think Joe Bernardi, Emmanuel, who was, was our center, high school in the Central Valley, who was our fr- who was our center at Fresno State, sent me a picture a couple weeks ago, like all the offensive linemen uh, that they played in the late two thousands, 
and their children and their wives, and I think over at Coach Hill's house, just like hanging, having a barbecue. And you just become kind of like you have this lifelong friendship. Like you, they coach you hard, but then you kind of become friends with them as you get older. Like Troy Aikman and Jimmy Johnson. You listen to Troy Aikman on the podcast with McVeigh. He was like, honestly, like a year in, I'm like, I don't even know if I'm gonna fucking last. I'm terrible. Or we're records bad. I'm thinking, am I am I gonna make it? Like, are they gonna? Am I gonna get past? Am I gonna be good enough? And 30 years later, they're both legends. They're like friends. <laughs> you know, you just become kind of connected to them. Right, you went through something. If if the guy's more normal, like I, I don't think anyone's like oh, I'm friends with Harbaugh. Right? I don't know if that's the case. If the guy's normal and cool, you can become friends. I would have loved for Jim Harbaugh to have gone into the Hall of Fame, John, just for that speech. I don't know if that's going to happen. Could John get there if he wins the Super Bowl with Lamar? Yeah, he could get there absolutely. I mean, Dungey. Yeah, you don't need, you don't I, need I, five rings. Get there. I mean, no. I mean, it feels like Andy's in, and he's only got one. Andy is in. I got a, you know, I got a little inside birdie. Just got a text yesterday. Our defense is sweet from someone on the Ravens. Now, oh, someone on the Ravens. sweet? Yeah, but it's just like. I did start thinking, like, I did think that I was watching some Lamar Jackson, like, warm up, throwing the football. I wasn't thinking about the defense, so that's good intel. Because I'm, te- I'm tempted to bet on the Raiders week one because I think everyone's going to bet on the Ravens. But then I hear things like that. Are the Ravens just really good? Like, I mean. I wonder if Lamar's going to be better this year. Yeah, it's not. It's possible. All right, John. The Greg Roman thing gets kind of, you know, slows down, right? His, There's his a offense, ceiling. But is that because of him or is that because peaks. of the quarterback? Like, if the quarterback is not capped, then it. Maybe you could break through the ceiling with yeah. Lamar. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, when are we going to list every preseason game that's, that's on the schedule this week? And give our give our uh, one line thoughts on them off the top of our head. And the question is, do we do that Thursday. today or do we do that Thursday? Yeah. But here's the thing: you know, we got we're going to Niners practice on Tuesday, and we're going Thursday. We probably do it Thursday. You're right. We probably hold it. I'm just pretty excited about this. So we'll hold it. We'll yeah. hold it. But you're the one who always says they suck after like I know, but I feel I I don't know if it's because of the. All the quarterbacks, all the I don't know what they, they do suck after a series, but I want to see that series, not a series. I want to see that quarter. I want to see Jalen Hurts. Well, won't you want to watch Jordan Love play a quarter? I, I, exactly. What the hell is I want to watch like? Jordan Love. Is Tua going to play? Is I mean, I want to see Fields. What are the Jags? Have there been a report? What are the Jags going to do? That game's on yeah, NFL Network. The, Browns. Do you see the Sean McVay line about Matt Stafford? No. As long as I'm the head coach of the L.A. Rams, he will never play a snap in the preseason. Oh, oh, you did send me that, yes. <laughs> That's a pretty good line. That's a great line. Les said, I mean, Lamar was is pretty good. I, I know I'm asking, is he a – I, I kind of felt like maybe Josh Allen had passed him, but is he about to bounce back and pass Josh? What? How about last week we were talking about the car contract extension, what it would go oh, for? Oh, yeah, on the mailbag. Out of nowhere – I guess it wasn't out of nowhere. They've been talking contract with this guy, but you just, I wasn't expecting him just to get signed. $150 million guaranteed. So it's like, that's the new kind of bar. I had two immediate thoughts. If I'm the Browns, I cannot sign Baker Mayfield no. that contract. Like, I got to see another year. Under no circumstances am I signing Baker Mayfield that contract until he proves it back to back years. And Lamar's just got $150 million. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But I mean, does. I think the question with Baker is like, what does exactly Baker have to prove? Because what exactly did Dak prove other than they had no other options? Would you feel good about giving Baker $135 million no, guaranteed? No, but the cap's going up. 
But no, I wouldn't feel good about it. But do the Cowboys feel good about what they gave Dak? Or do they just, they feel kind of good about Dak, but Dak is, you know, got the, got the Noah Syndergaard going right now. That was not a great moment for Mark Davis and the Raiders. You mean because it requires cash to sign there? Well, again, this goes back to the, what John's referring to if you missed the well, mailbag. His signing bonus was $16 million. They actually, someone in the NFL texted me. They're like, it looks crazy. They're like, that is an incredible contract for the Bills. Six-year contract? They got a six-year, Dak got four. He got a six-year contract. He's like, honestly, in our building, we thought it was going to be over 45 a mm. year. And the signing bonus money is not that crazy. Now, the guarantee, you're already all in on the guy anyway. You're paying so you, quarterback, you know, you, yeah. You don't, yeah, whatever. Cap hit is 10. Six-year contract is, in is pretty $16 million, dollar, yeah, cap hit in 22, 39.7 and 23. Here would be the difference, guy. Would, you, would, the, would the Browns sign Baker Mayfield for six years? <laughs> would you want to do that? Uh, no. But... <laughs> Honestly, Lamar, six years, like, I mean, that's... Is he staying healthy, running around? I mean, I... How many guys in this went ten and this guy went really six? Those, those are long. sign six-year contracts with? I'd even argue, Josh, that's a little risky. Like, there's risk involved in that. Mahomes is really the only riskless quarterback. Right. If Trey Lance goes perfectly... Yeah, but you don't... I text someone on the Niners, I'm like, 2020... Uh, what'd I say? Two hundred twenty-seven million. In what year will that deal if be it done? Twenty twenty. In four years. Five. Twenty twenty-four. Twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three. Potentially going into the twenty-four yeah. season if things go perfectly. Well, you you start week one. You start you get you know you start the clock. You get paid sooner. I mean, Josh yeah. Allen did just have two just a year that makes people think yeah. he's about to become a Hall of Famer. Which, like I've been saying, there is just some bubbling. Like, there is a segment of people that think, you know, maybe they all watched the Warren Sharp tape I watched that was like 30 interceptable balls that didn't get picked off. It was 20. They didn't get picked off last year. Like, did everything go perfectly right? Or is this just about to be an explosion of a play? For him. For Josh Allen, yeah. For Josh. Do you think Fresno State regrets not uh, signing him as a quarterback? Well, you know, John, it took a while for him to develop. (laughs) But it'd be nice to have him on the uh, payroll right now when it's time to do the fundraising. Yeah, it'd be nice. That's, I think there are a lot of uh, Mountain West programs that would gladly take his picture and fame and Pro Bowl bit, you know, just put up on their wall when you want. The, jo- the Josh That's Allen a, uh, Strength and Conditioning Center. What if it was I like think why Allen I and feel Carr? pretty good about that one. Like the Allen yeah, and Carr? Something, something? Where was that? Was Josh Allen, what was he, like a 30 minutes north of Bakersfield? Wasn't he from down there, too? Like, yeah, isn't he's Derek from uh, and Josh uh, Allen from not like uh, not Porterville. Or- you re- he went to Reedley Junior College, Josh Allen. But my point is, he's from Fireball. Fireball yeah, yeah. What are the chances that two of the best quarterbacks in the AFC are from Fireball and Bakersfield? That's pretty crazy when you think about it. I know if you're listed outside of California, it's probably hard to like. That's they're small towns. Fireball, Fireball, I think, is smaller than Bakersfield. Bakersfield's actually grown a lot, um, right? Fireball's a small town. I think yeah. I think Fireball might be like a one high school town. I could be wrong about that, though. Maybe that's changed. Yeah, but, I get. Yeah, I mean, it's not... It's You know, and he went to a junior college, too. Um, it's But the Central Valley is a very football-rich area. Like, Fireball, I promise you their football games are well-attended. 
What are the chances that a town of 8,300 people produces a $150 million quarterback? I mean, yeah. Where's the Darren Ravel 8,300 people. It would take the citizens of Fireball seven years to make two months of Josh Allen's salary. What would you guess the Bakersfield population is? Bigger, bigger mm, you think. 40? You're way off. Too low? Yeah. 70? I got almost 400,000 people. It's big. Bakersfield grown a lot. Yeah, I guess Davis is like 70, probably, or once upon a time. Yeah. Without what's, what's, the greater sack, what's the greater sack area? Like 800? Fresno's what? Like five, 600,000 now? The, the, those areas just keep growing, too. Cheap real estate. Uh, a couple things here, John, from YouTube. Alex says, is Trey Lance's stock falling? Probably being sarcastic, but I would say no. Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy swung back on Saturday, John. Jimmy's not going to go quietly. Nice says, uh, who are the surprise teams from each conference? That's an interesting thought. That Make a note. That'd be something good to... Uh, we're not going to get to that today, but that might be something good to uh, circle back to. The Niners. I mean, unless you have one off the top of your head today. No. I mean, it's just the same teams that everyone talks about. I, I That topic, to me, gets a little played out. The surprise teams? That's that's, that's my take, because everyone has a team, and it's always like... But see, I don't mind it, because... Minnesota surprise I, I, team? I remember. I have to go back and look. I, I do think, historically, the stats are like, you know, three every year, three or four teams that made the playoff miss, and three teams that... So there's... Well, yeah. You know... There's enough teams that you think are going to be bad. One of them is going to end up well, being could, good. Well, could Carolina win 10 games if Sam Darnold's really good? Uh, I did see that Sam Darnold threw a touchdown to a Dan Arnold today in practice or, or yesterday. Or maybe so it was just a nice throw. Sam. I just read a Roto World headline. I didn't actually see it. So. Well, that's all you need to care, you know, follow the league. Just read Roto World. All right. So, uh, you know, if something happens, we'll be here. Tuesday, we'll be going to Niner practice again. So expect a live pod in the afternoon as soon as we get back from Niners practice. Thursday, the same deal. Um, we'll have a bunch of NFL headlines we're tracking, plus a full preview of week one in the NFL preseason. Something from every game that we want to see. John smiling like, I'll be the only one making a list. But, I mean, it's not that hard. No. Try to hype up the preseason. Uh, yeah, I, I I love I. You know what happened to me the other day Thursday? I had such low expectations for the Hall of Fame game that I actually enjoyed watching it. There wasn't much action. Like one thing, oh, no. I, I can handle a preseason game if at least people are scoring and making plays. But the quarterback play sometimes guy is atrocious. Yeah. You, you realize real quick. I, that- I again, you're talking to someone who has hated the preseason with a passion since 2010. Because you, I had to actually watch all those fucking guys. Yeah, but now you don't. Quarter. Now you can it watch one sucks. series and move on with your day. Like, what does Trevor Lawrence? No, I know. Like? I mean, I, well, I'll watch the star quarterback. Yeah, that's what I'm stuff, saying. That's what it's, it's about. Seven. I saw almost eight million people watched. It was like highest rated preseason uh, Hall of Fame game in like twenty. By the way, years. Good job by uh, ESPN by having Tom Brady's name at the bottom of the screen, so we can all identify who Peyton's talking about there. All right, let's go watch some more Hall of Fame. And uh, hey, everybody, if you're hanging here on your way out the door, maybe. Smash that like button. We forgot to say this. Leave us a mailbag question on the Facebook page. You can just hit the Facebook page right down in the description on YouTube uh, or on the podcast. The link is in both. And um, leave us an iTunes review. We're close to 1,000 reviews. I don't know if we're quite there yet, but I haven't checked in a couple of days. But in that review, leave us a question and tell us your favorite bar to hang out at or get a Tito's at. Do it. And keep sending us your pictures of Tito's.
Tito's. Later, everybody. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.